Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I am Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer. Joined as always by Sheldon Williams as we uh, bring in our first edition of the of 2024. Sheldon, how's life for you, that man? Uh, first of all, happy uh, New Year, happy uh, 2024. Um, you know, things been good. You know, uh, just been kind of chilling with the the new the new edition, the new baby. You know, it's, it's yeah. amazing how something so small controls the whole household. So. I got me over here, you know, tiptoeing around the house. Like, I'm like, do I pay the bills here? Like, <laughs> I'm over here tiptoeing around like that. Like, <laughs> but, you know, that's how it is with, uh, with, with a little one and everything. But uh, it's been good yeah. so far, so I can't complain. She's already in charge. Already in yeah, charge. Yeah, already. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, well, the Blue Devils are, are in charge on the court, I think for sure. We talk, we're going to get into that today. Uh, currently on a five-game winning streak. Uh, they've now, uh, you know, including Tuesday night's uh, 20 point win over Syracuse. That was a close game at halftime. And then, boy, Blue Devils hit the gas pedal uh, to the floor and uh, right, just took, right. took control of that game. So, uh, teams really playing well right now, heading into two uh, conference road games coming up here. Notre Dame and Pitt will break that down today on this edition. Uh, but before we go any further, I will remind everybody about our sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, they've been a sponsor from the very beginning of our podcast, and we appreciate that. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V. To receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, bet online where the game starts. Uh, you know, we we talked we talked to our last episode about how far the team had come. Uh, you know, with uh, uh, since the two losses to Arkansas and Georgia Tech, right. and it's just really continued that over the break that they they did well. They beat you know beating Baylor in New York. We talked about that, and then uh, you know the Queens and the and the Syracuse games. Just, uh, you know, the shooting so much better. The offense has a flow to it um, for the most part. And uh, and they're playing pretty, you know, pretty good defense as well. So um, just uh, just kind of a night and day difference in a month, isn't it? It definitely is. It definitely is. I mean, uh, especially with uh, the Queens game, uh, it was good to see Proctor come back in the, in the game and have him kind of play and so kind of get him, you know, a little bit adjusted his legs underneath him as we get ready to go into uh, – ACC play, so it was pretty good to kind of see him coming back uh, after him being out for uh, was it about a week or so? Um, but it was good to see him back in the uniform. Yeah, you know he got hurt on December the second at Georgia Tech. You you were there. We were both there mm-hmm. at, at, at McCamish uh, for that game. And you know I said at the time I think we talked about it. If there was ever a time for an injury to happen. This is it because he only missed like three games, mm-hmm, including mm-hmm. Baylor, and he. And he really wanted to play against Baylor. We talked about that last time, how he was pressing John to get back in action. They were like, you haven't even practiced, man, so let's get you back into practice. <laughs> so, um, you know, he from the time he got hurt till the time he came back to play against Queens was was four weeks exactly. But he only missed three games because the schedule was so sparse during right. holiday season and finals and all that. So finals, it yeah, really yeah. 
yeah, it really worked out, you know, as well as it could. And uh, he's come back. He, he's he, there's no there's no limitations on him. Uh, the, the Queens game, they wanted to only play him about 15 minutes, kind of get his legs back, as you mentioned. He played 18 because he looked so good. And then he came out, you know, he played, uh, I got to remind myself, 26, 27 minutes against Syracuse. So he's back to, that's that's full speed, man. So right, um, right. Uh, he wasn't in the starting lineup. I, I don't know when John will switch that back. because uh, But he but he's set low along. He's got six starters. It's just a matter of only five start and one comes off the bench, right? So right, uh, right. we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, I was encouraged to see, you know, how well he came back and, and how well they played without him, right? They really – they really grew as a team without him. Yeah, it, it definitely did, uh, especially uh, even though he was in the lineup already, not a lineup, but he was on the team. But, you know, McCain, he's been really coming along in the last couple of games, especially, you know, with that Queens game. You know, he was one of the guys that got hot early for us, having 17 in that first half against uh, Queens and wound up mm-hmm. having 24 in the game. But the fact that, you know, seeing him becoming more comfortable, I saw like, like a little clip on um, on IG that Duke posted and it was John telling him that he needs to hunt his shot more. And it seemed like that kind of registered with him. And now you start seeing like, you know, I don't have to really overthink things. You know, I'm going to let the things, you know, the ball come to me and, and I'm going to flow. I'm going to attack the basket when I need to attack it. And you start seeing, oh, he's not afraid to shoot those shots, especially in transition, which is like, you know, the staple do, you know, three in transition where, you know, a guard catch the ball, a one on three and he shoots a three, you know, like that type thing. So you see yeah. that coming and he sees more and more comfortable with that. So it's, it's good to see that, especially with that Queens game. Then, you know, with the Syracuse game, it was the same way too. You know, <laughs> for a while, he was bringing a lot of energy um, as well as Mark, uh, Mark Mitchell's. Uh, Mark Mitchell, he brought um, great energy. He wound up having a, a career high, I believe, uh, with 21 points. But mm-hmm. the fact that he was energetic throughout the whole game, uh, picking up for what Flip was kind of going through, a little bit of foul trouble, still trying to find his rhythm in the game, and nobody was really trying to pressure Flip to kind of oh snap out of it. Here's the ball, come do something, whatever. They was all fig- figuring out different ways of how they're going to score. And that second half, as you already mentioned, they sure did figure it out. Like <laughs> you know, I don't think they had a three point shot. Um, they made that first half, but that second half they were zero for zero for nine in the first half, and they made they made up for it in the second half. <laughs> eight for eight in the second half. Eight for never eight. happened before. How crazy is never. that? You go zero for in the first <laughs> half, and you go eight for eight in the second half. Like how crazy is that? Yes, it's it's never happened before in Duke basketball <laughs> history, and uh, maybe it's happened some other school, but it's never happened. That's just amazing, and that's yeah. the most shots, most three point shots without a miss in a half. Eight. In school history, and it happened to come right after the over nine. So yeah, yeah, Easter famine, man, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're it right. did. I, and, I, <laughs> and I wrote this on on, on Twitter uh, at halftime. I started going through the record book because you know Duke has played. They have this long streak of making at least one three pointer in every game. Mm-hmm. It goes back to like 1989. Like they've last game they didn't make a three pointer was December 30th, 1989. It's Jeez. 12. No, yeah, and so. At halftime, well, they're 0 for 9. I, I might need to look at this stat. We could have some history happening tonight, right? Yeah. And then yeah. McCain, the first shot, boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, wild. Yeah, it is wild. But uh, And McCain had no idea about that streak, by the way. We talked to him after the game, and he was like, That's crazy. Oh my God. I can't believe, you know, goes back that, you know, to 
first President Bush. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> not, not the second Bush, the first one. Yeah, when you put it in the perspective of the presidents and everything, like, yeah, the first President Bush, like, oh, wow. The dad, yeah. like, wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, but you know what? The first three-pointer he hit was a Duke shot. And you mentioned the transition three and all that. Shire talked about that after the game of Syracuse. Because I remember seeing J.J. Reddick take Duke shots, you know, and Trajan Lightning take Duke shots. Transition threes. Um, threes off offensive rebounds. All right, the, the kick out. The kick out three. Um, those are those are Duke shots, he said. And Jared has fallen into that routine and making them. And he's so much more confident now. And it wasn't, you know, and Jared talked to us about how after those two losses, uh, he talked about this in New York. He got off social media. Although he's a big TikTok guy and he's he's got his brother doing some things on him for him over there, so he doesn't have to worry about it. But um, he wanted to focus, and uh, he, he he distrusted his work. And and like you said, uh, the the IG thing that that John told him, find your spots on the court. You know, you know where to go. Just go there and shoot, and it's going to happen. And Jeremy Roach said the same thing. How he's how for such a young player, McCain kept calm and and. Trusted his work and got in there, and now he's making Duke shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like JJ, right? <laughs> yeah, it definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, I was on the court with, uh, you know, if not the greatest shooter in Duke uh, basketball history. Uh, you know, when I was playing, and the fact that I would get the rebound, I would kind of throw it up, and by the time I put my head down, try to run, I had my head up. The ball's already going up. You know, <laughs> that type of thing. So it's, it's it's a Duke shot, especially for the guards. And, you know, we yeah. have a guy like, you know, uh, JJ, you know, who's actually, you know, you know shooting lights out more than not. You know, it's it's a great feeling for the whole team, and especially the whole, uh, you know, Cameron Indoor Stadium getting, uh, you know, excited about it. So to see Jared kind of doing that same kind of thing for our team, especially when we need a shooter, I think this is a great, you know, development for him. And hopefully this becomes more of, more of a consistent pattern and trait with him. Uh, as we go into uh, deeper in the AC tournament, I mean, sorry, AC um, regular games, then the tournament. Right. right. And it's definitely something the team needs for sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what was kind of lacking in those losses earlier because uh, yes. you know, McCain didn't shoot well in those games. Uh, Foster didn't. And it, it's not all on McCain, obviously, but he's been the one to step up and and, and make the difference, and especially mm -hmm. the time without Tyrese. Again, we mentioned it like last year when, when Roach was out, Tyrese grew. This yes, year, yes, uh, you know, McCain had a chance to grow and look at what he's done with it. Yeah, uh, just yeah. really, really good stuff. And, uh, um, you know, uh, I want to go back to what you talked about in the Syracuse game about Mitchell and that first half when, you know, Duke was not hitting three, you know, 0 for 9, not hitting three pointers, uh, was getting out rematted terribly. I think it was 25 17 Syracuse in the first half. Flip was in foul trouble. They put Ryan Young in, he got two fouls. Sean Stewart, he got two fouls. Mm -hmm. Kurt Young back in, he got a foul. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. late in that first half, they had four guards on the court. Jalen Blake's at six one was playing the four. It was yeah. a lot that they never even used in practice, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I was looking at the uh, the stats for the rebounding, and like you said, it was twenty five seventeen in the first half. I was like, I know Flip is uh, not playing right because of the foul trouble. But we got to have other guys kind of stepping in. I mean, especially with you know how energetic Mark Mitchell was in that game on one side of the court. I was expecting him kind of take over those loose rebounds that we weren't getting. But he only had a game high of six uh, against Syracuse. So I'm thinking to myself like, all right, 
you know, um, you know, Flip came in the second half and he wound up scoring his first basket in the game, but he wound up having seven rebounds for the game too. But if Flip is not the guy who is getting us 10 plus rebounds, we have to be a guy, a, a team by committee. And it has to be, oh, McCain getting three or four rebounds, Roach getting three or four rebounds, Mark Mitchell getting eight, 10 rebounds, Proctor, even though he's now coming back, he got to get five or six rebounds. Like we have to have a committee rebounding, you know, uh, Ryan Young, when he's actually out there, he got to have, you know, I'm not sure how long he plays because, you know, he kind of goes in back and forth, but he got to have yeah. at least five, five to seven rebounds when he plays as well. So it just, that's the one thing that kind of bothers me because as much as it's exciting to see on the other side of the ball on offense, we see a guy like Mark Mitchell stepping up, a guy like Jared McCain stepping up, we still need that on the other end as well. Because if we're going to um, play against other top teams, we got to be able to stop them or at least slow them down. And if we can't slow them down and they're getting offensive rebounds against us, that's going to be uh, very hard to actually stay in the game on a tough game, especially on the road. Right, because it, as you know, a good defensive possession is only becomes a great defensive possession if you end it with a rebound, right? Right, right. Yeah, 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 right. If you let them get the offensive rebound, that's not good. Yeah, that yeah, ruins yeah. the whole thing, right? Yeah, especially you playing defense for 23 seconds of the shot clock and all of a sudden they get the rebound and you're going to go again. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's deflating, it's deflating, right? Exactly, and so, um. That is like you mentioned Young. He only played four minutes and 26 seconds. He only had one rebound. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. he was in foul trouble too. Stewart, uh, you know, just played three minutes and had two fouls, didn't have a rebound. And he is somebody who had brought energy earlier in the year, right? But earlier in the year. He's yeah. kind of, yeah, he's not progressed as much as maybe we hoped. And, you know, there's, I'm sure he's, you know, working in practice, but maybe it's just not there yet. And uh, Christian Reeves, I, I think you and I were texting about him, mm -hmm. uh, is still. You know, not in uniform. Uh, from his, he's still hobbled by an ankle injury, and uh, just it's just clearly the coaching staff doesn't think he's ready to contribute, or else he would be in uniform, and be out there ready to play. So, um, that's somebody we hope this year would step in and be able to do more things. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. For whatever reason, it's just not happening for him. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the big thing uh, as well because I I was expecting because you told me at the beginning of the year. When uh yeah went to the blue and white scrimmage uh and he mm -hmm. had did pretty well um yeah. and you were there you know to watch it firsthand so I was kind of excited about those news you know that that news that he was actually being able to be a factor on the court and I'm like all right I'm I'm excited to see this guy you know turn into whatever he's going to turn into and the fact that he's now hobbled by injury right now kind of set it back but I'm just I'm hoping that he's able to come and contribute at some point when he comes back from this in injury because we really need him as we as he's seeing from the sideline that we don't have a guy that's going to go out there and be a rim protector and get all the rebounds that uh you know flip is not getting we need that guy and we don't have it so if he's able to you know choose to be that guy he can play a lot of minutes yeah yeah i mean it's just like you know 10 or 10 or 15 minutes a night is really all that's needed from in that position maybe even maybe even just 10 right you can you can really impact the game when Flip gets a foul trouble. Give him a rest. Get somebody else out there who can get some rebounds. Um, that yeah. is something that you know we, we, it's a three guard offense, so you're naturally shorter than like last year's team, right? We had two seven mm -hmm. footers in there, so yeah. we get that. I mean, you're gonna it's gonna be harder to get rebounds, but it's it's team effort. It's you know positioning and hard work and all that stuff, and and it's it is it is gonna take some depth 
which right now they you know they kind of don't have uh, with yeah. uh, with Reeves hurt and Stewart not not able to do what what he was able to do before he's not progressed again. So, but every freshman it's different. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't want to get away from how well Mark Mitchell played in that first half. Yes, yes. Duke would yes. have been in serious trouble in yes. that game had Mark Mitchell not really come through in that first half. So yeah, I want to give him his flowers. <laughs> yeah, he, he was dominating uh, the paint. I mean, every time he looked around, he was getting dunked here and there. And he's like, you know, um, I'm not sure how many points he had in the paint because um, I think he got a couple off the free throw line. But in the first half, it seemed like they were doing a good job of finding him if uh, they came to double flip or him came off yeah. the uh, come off the weak side and he's able to show himself to be uh, you know available to you know get these uh, baskets and we really need that because I think he was only up but two points at halftime uh, before yes. we we wind up you know breaking away you know in the second half so if we, we didn't we didn't have him and it could have been it could have been a bad situation. He had 18 points of the 35 Duke had in the first half. 18 of the 35, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a, a deficit, and it would have been a rough climb to get back. And uh, so, yes, he he came through in a big way. And he's he's showing the aggressiveness that that the staff wanted him to. And, and you know, we worried about the loss at Georgia Tech when he got the technical foul, remember, for the dunk and the celebration. They had encouraged him yeah, yeah. to be aggressive and to be, you know, powerful, right, and dunk the ball and – and it, it, it bit him that time because he, you know, he was the taunting, too, right? Yeah, he was too much <laughs> into yeah, the yeah. aggressive nature of that. Because I mean, I don't know. It, it was a, it was a great dunk, and yeah. I didn't see I didn't see it. I mean, I was there live, but I didn't see him do it until I actually saw the replay. And I was yeah. like, I mean, that really killed this one on that one. But yeah, yeah, I still I still like that he actually, you know, he is still being aggressive. He's still being um, into the game like that. I just wish I see that a little bit more on the other side of the ball. As well, him being as energetic, where he's getting steals, he's getting maybe block shots, or you know, or charges, and then rebounds. Yes, yeah, because he only had six. He said six rebounds in yeah. that game. You know what else he did well? He drew seven fouls against uh, against Syracuse. That got into the line quite a bit, and uh, that's something else that's, that's good, right? The aggressiveness to 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 get those fouls, and, and I mean. His three point shooting. He's one of twenty two for the season. So, yeah, God loves him. <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing. I, I'm seeing him doing. Uh, he'll shoot one, and then the next one, I seen that he kind of, you know, dribbled towards the basket, and I'm like, oh, this is what we were trying to tell you before. Like, yes. there's a reason why they're leaving you open. And as you said, they, he's one for twenty two. I mean, I give you one. All right, if I'm Coach Shire, John Shire, I'm like, hey, I'll give you one. It's wide open, wherever you test it. You make it, hey, great for us. You don't, all right, you know what you need to do. Right. <laughs> eat, eat up that space that they give you and then make them uh, <laughs> pay. And as you saw that he had uh, seven drawn fouls against them, you know, that's something he can do. He's elusive enough to actually get around people when he drives and gets that contact and, you know, still try to finish the basket. Yeah, and uh, he's a pretty good free throw shooter. He's seven, he was seven out of nine, so – that's good. I mean, you know, the, the shot is flat. Uh, for three, flat, but, flat. Yeah. <laughs> but, but hey, they go in from the free throw line. So that's good. That's good. No, Mark is, uh, he, he's important. And I, I know, again, the three-point shooting is not good, but he's got to do a lot of good things. And the, again, the rebounding needs to come more. He needs to be more of a, you know, eight, nine rebounds a game instead of six, maybe, or whatever he had in Syracuse there. Uh, but that would help out quite a bit. Um, but just the fact that, you know, at halftime, I remember in the Syracuse game, looking at the stats, and, like, Flip hadn't scored, you know, 
Uh, they were getting out-rebounded like crazy, and yet they were ahead by two points. I thought, okay, this team showed some grittiness to get through that. And then at halftime, it was like, here we go. You know, John told them a little few adjustments. We're going to get to our spots. And, heck, they made – they shot 75% in the second half. 75%. Pretty amazing. Yeah. To, to yeah. get through that and to, and to do that. So, um, the grittiness is good, and uh, that's going to serve them well going forward. And, really, it's something that we worried that was missing the losses at Arkansas and Georgia Tech, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so – Growth. This team is growing and, and doing 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 good things in that department. Definitely, definitely. And then another thing is that they are they are taking care of the ball. Had nine turnovers against uh, Queens and the ten uh, against Syracuse. So it's been uh, getting better with that as well. I think when I was playing, Coach K was like, you know, keep it under ten when we actually are playing. And I think that's something that you know they are doing now, where they start to take care of the ball a lot better than they were when they was trying to figure out their ways and figure out, you know, figure out the chemistry between people and trying to, you know, do passes you may not absolutely do if it was really the game online type thing. So I'm 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 sign I'm seeing signs of them doing um a lot of stuff that you see a team that finally gets it and finally is, you know, familiar with each other. I've seen those type signs with this team. And you no, know, granted it's it's just in time because like I said, we are starting AC play. So just in time. Here we go. It's ACC yeah. now from from now till March, but ACC games, and we know what that means—the hard work going on the road. All that everybody knows you, uh, knows your game, so it's going to be important. But the turnover thing is key because they're one of the best in the country. They're only averaging right nine nine turnovers a game, uh, and 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 John expects you know in ACC play as opposed to some of the non-conference games, it may climb up there, maybe ten or eleven. You know, you, you may have an extra one or two just because you're the level of competition you're playing. Right. But, yeah, but still, yeah. uh, you know, percentage wise, you know, the Ken Palm an- analytics of, you know, possession pos- percentage of possessions that ended a turnover. Duke is one of the lowest in the country. They're like in the top five. And okay. they're also in the top five in total number of turnovers per game at, at just nine. So when you go forward in a season, you start having building blocks to success. Boy, that's a big one. That's a foundation piece. Yeah, and you get into yeah. March and you're not turning the ball over, you don't beat yourself, right? Yes, yes. You already so, have a team that's trying to do that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Need, so don't, you don't need to help them. <laughs> don't help them out. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good sign. So now they're going to take it on the road. Uh, again, two road losses already this year. Arkansas and Georgia Tech were back-to-back. Uh, Saturday night at Notre Dame, uh, 6 o'clock game, that one is. And then following Tuesday, go to Pittsburgh and see old friend Jeff Capel. Uh, uh, and his and his crew, um, they just lost to Carolina Tuesday night. Carolina, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, that'll be a late game. I think that's nine o'clock start. That one is, unfortunately. <laughs> but <laughs> take me take me a nap. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll fly in the morning and take a nap in the afternoon. That's what I used to do. But you, uh, you know, th- this uh, as they go on the road, this you know lack of turnovers is that travels well. That'll be good. Um, you know, the shooting's going to come and go. Uh, I do like how they're on offense uh, assisting at a high level, too. Uh, that's showing some connectedness, right? So yeah. that would be a key thing, I think, uh, going forward as well. And getting Tyrese back, you know, as part of this flow. That would help. That, that would help happen, that. Right? Yeah, yeah, that definitely would help. I mean, they had uh, 24 assists against uh, Queens and only 19 against uh, um, 
Syracuse, but you know, right. majority majority of that was coming from the second half as well when we got hot. And you know, when you get hot, you know, things happen, you know. So, um, but the fact that we are passing the ball um a lot better. And I don't I didn't think it was selfishness early on. I thought it was more so just not understanding the Duke way of playing, and, you know, the extra pass, that one more pass, you know, that type thing. And I think now that, you know, after a while, you know, people either are visual learners or they just, you know, they can hear what you're talking about and learn. And I think now that people are getting it, they understand that anybody can be that the next over. So it may be you this time, but next time it may be you and other end trying to get the uh, the extra pass. So you just you always got to play for the next person. And I think that's something that we are seeing and they're getting right now. For sure. And um, this next stretch, uh, you know, I've got the schedule here at Notre Dame, at Pitt, and then home games with Georgia Tech and Pitt. Georgia Tech's a, a revenge game, right? Remember last revenge year? Revenge game, yep, yep, yep. Got yep. to get that one. Uh, and then, then they go to Louisville. So um, right now a five-game winning streak. I mean, you know, look at these games. Duke's going to be favored to all of them. And there's a good possibility that they really shouldn't they really shouldn't lose any of these next five games. I mean, frankly. I mean, yeah, and, you know, <laughs> knock on wood, yeah, they should. But as we've seen in college basketball across the board, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff that happened. You're like, really? Really? This but game? Notre Dame did to Virginia last week. Right? <laughs> I'm saying, like, you know, really? Like, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Like, I don't understand that at all. But the fact that, you know, it's been – crazy year so far uh, for a lot of uh, teams in the basketball. I mean, look, look at the top 10 ranked teams. You know, a lot of them got three losses already. You know, that's how wild, how wild is that? You know? Yeah. You know, so, but uh, if we just kind of, kind of put our blinders on and take, you know, time as one game at a time, I think we'd be fine. It's just the fact that, you know, um, we are a young team. We know that we are a young team. We got to make sure that we play not like a young team. So, Right, that's what I'll be looking for. I'm sure we will too. Uh, Saturday night at, at, up in South Bend when uh, when they take the court because I want to see how they handle. Okay, they're having some success. How are you going to handle success? Everybody knows about handling adversity. You come together and you work hard and you, and you get through it like they did after those losses. Now they got to be able to handle success and, and not let that complacency set in. Right, that's that's yeah. so big uh, among athletes for sure. So yeah. We'll see how that goes. All right. Well, we will uh, uh, we'll be back to talk about those games uh, next week or next episode coming up. We'll start uh, uh, having some uh, multiple episodes a week now as we get into ACC play. And uh, there's plenty to talk about as uh, Duke goes forward. Uh, ranked 14th in the country. If they win Saturday night, I expect it to be back up maybe closer to the top 10. And we'll see where it goes from there. But uh, anyway, that's it for this edition. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Um, and happy new year to you and, uh, Sheldon, uh, happy new year to you. And we'll, uh, we'll join everybody next time. All right. Until next time. Let's go do. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.